Ghost Adventures is the sole property of the Ghost Adventures crew and Scripps LLC. We're not in any way affiliated with any of them, we just like watching them do their thing. So if you like Ghost Adventures too, support the crew in the Travel Channel. Also, this podcast has profanity in it, so take whatever precautions you feel are necessary. of Insanely Haunted, the show where we watch and review every episode of Ghost Adventures. My name is Max. I'm Cassie. Should I speak up now? Hi, I'm (laughs) also Max. (laughs) I wasn't sure if I was going to be, you know, introduced or if if it's so casual now that I can just sort of waltz into the room and lay on the couch and just say, hey, what's up? It's me, the other Max. (laughs) Yes, we have the other Max. He has returned. Welcome. Welcome back, Max. I am so happy to be here. I just wanted to say um, I'm so thankful that Insanely Haunted is out here performing what I'd believe to be a cultural service. Yeah, us too. Ghost Adventures, every time I watch an episode, I'm like, this is part of history. You could yeah. take any episode of this and have a perfect snapshot of the 20th century. Yeah. <laughs> Zach Bagans' outfit in this one, um, combined with the sunglasses indoors at all times. So good. Really great. Um, uh, also, the stark reality of a historical building being turned into a warehouse. There's something really poetic about that. And really sad. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we did. So this is Haunted Savannah, and we picked this one because our guest has experience with Savannah. Tell us, Max. So yeah, my parents lived in Savannah for uh, a long time, and I used to visit them a lot. Uh, in fact, uh, last time I was in Savannah, I did a uh, the original Creepy Crawl, a haunted pub tour, <laughs> um, and also a ghost trolley tour. And so I have seen, uh, not the inside, but I've seen both of these places, and I can tell you, Savannah is extremely haunted. I'll get into it once we get into the episode itself, but like I said, my mom worked there, and she worked for a tour company, so uh-huh. I did call her before we started recording, oh. and she has had an experience oh. at the Grimble oh House. God. Really? So, yeah, okay. just, you know, tune in later. Make sure okay. you stay after the break. Okay. <laughs> well, it's very cool to get a, a real firsthand experience. I wasn't it expecting is. that. Uh, we went to Haunted Savannah, which is the name of the episode, but really there are two locations. Kind of a stretch to say that there are two locations in this episode, but they set <laughs> yeah. up two locations. Um, the first one is what's known as the Sorrel Weed House, which is great. Love that. Cool. It's the Weed Blaze House. it. <laughs> And this is a place where Zach can really feel the energy. Yeah. He feels the energy of all of these de- Lots of death and dying in Savannah, according mm-hmm. to Zach. Uh, yeah, like the Revolutionary War um, and all kinds of off, you know, other awful, terrible shit that he gets into. Yep. Mm-hmm. So the first question, is this place haunted? Zach just asks this, like, straight to the docent of the Sorrel Weed House, and she immediately replies, yes. This is a... Uh, usually I would figure the docent of a historical site would be like maybe slightly more cagey about the ghost stuff, but mm-hmm. Donna's all in. Oh, it is Donna's- absolutely part of Savannah's brand. Okay, oh, really? Okay. They're all about ghosts there? Yeah, they, yeah, there are ghosts, there's ghost shit everywhere. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. So this is not like when we went to the uh, local haunted hospital, or the local haunted place, and the docent had to like pretend that it wasn't a ghost tour. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she had to she had to call it a candlelight tour yeah. or something like that, and tell us a lot that all of the ghost stuff is just her personal theories and things like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So this is the location of a Revolutionary War battle before it was a home. Um, it was a British uh, barracks and supposedly it was well, a very... Well, German. Well, British and German. Well, the, the British used German mercenaries. Uh, somebody said that there was like a, a barracks area for those mercenaries. And so I this... did love that they said, they mentioned here specifically, that the German soldiers were like barbaric and lawless. Yeah. And <laughs> I was like, yeah. uh, all right, Sure. I did any of you get this man's name? No. No. Nope. I referred to him as Tour Guide with Jerry Curls for this <laughs> oh. note session. We'll call him does, Jerry. Jerry, yeah, Jerry the Tour Guide. Um he tells us that supposedly in the nineties the remains of many soldiers were found on the grounds here. So bones uniforms, pieces of metal. I don't know about that. I mean we we're, we don't see it, but sure. Probably, probably Yeah, fine. So. I mean that could have happened. Uh, the Siege of Savannah, uh, which occurred here, was apparently the second bloodiest battle with over a thousand men dead. That's pretty big. Um, that is extremely, uh, very high casualties considering, like, usually when you think of places that ha in the United States that have extremely large body counts, you're thinking, you're talking about civil war, but this was revolutionary war. So this would have predated that by quite a long time. Um, and then after all of that settled down, the actual Sorrel Weed House was built in 1838. And of course, because we're talking about the South in the early forming of the United States, we are going to be talking about the crimes committed against enslaved people. So get ready for that. Emotionally prepare yourself uh, because the whole main story about this house is one that deals with the rape of an enslaved woman. And I just can't <sighs> help but not be surprised that it took... Well, actually, I'm surprised that at the end of the episode, Zach finally figured out what actually happened. Yeah. But you because know how it's... he has trouble, like, understanding, like, what enslaved people went through? Yeah. He has... Unless a ghost specifically tells Zach something, it's usually <laughs> in one ear and out the other. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So... So he... He gets the story, and I I don't know whether this story was reported to him in this way or whether he just decided to report it to us in this way, that the master of the house was having an affair with an enslaved woman. And of course, this of course this means that there was uh, crimes of sexual violence happening. There's no way you can have a consensual sexual relationship with someone you have literally enslaved in your home. Um, and so the narrative here is that they are caught in the act. The master of the house's wife is distraught she throws herself off the balcony and then later the enslaved woman is hanged and it is kind of um it is kind of they kind of hem and haw over whether or not uh, her death was also a suicide but i mean it was so i mean if you know on. anything <laughs> i don't know like it's just very obvious yeah. from my perspective what happened here yeah and it's not to zach no and i think it's mm -hmm. a lot of that is because like as we said unless he hears it straight from a ghost's mouth he doesn't he's not gonna <laughs> it believe doesn't make any sense like yeah, what is this, this? Is, yeah ugh. and also he's just not he i don't think he gets it no because this is not something like when i was a kid in, in school the idea of consensual sex happening between um enslaved people and the people who enslaved them was something that was still being like people didn't people weren't making that leap 
even when I was even when I was a young person growing up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only now, uh, in the past, you know, couple of decades, that has become like common in conception that clearly these were crimes of sexual violence and not just someone having an affair. Well, and it's kind of gross because if you think about it, that whole narrative of uh, an enslaved person having an, a romantic affair with their master yeah. was very like romanticized, yeah. like oh, star-crossed in a gross lovers, way. and it's like no, no it's <laughs> yeah, that sucks. That sucks real bad. Yeah. Anyway, I, I will say here that Zach, it, to me, it's baffling how Zach has such little cultural history, historical understanding. Yeah. Being a person who is constantly like reading about historical <laughs> situation, like yeah. <laughs> you think you pick up something along the way, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, apparently, their historian Jeff did not help them with this part. <laughs> Um, so the tour guide Donna becomes somewhat overwhelmed in this room, though I'm wonder. I don't think Zach is helping because he no. seems to be asking her if she's okay he's quite like forcefully every her thirty seconds. Questions. Yeah, and he's just he keeps. She sits down. And he's like, "Yeah, we'll sit down. Are you okay? Are you? How are you feeling? Are you okay?" He's like, he never. Whenever Zach asks someone if they're doing all right, I never get the feeling that he's. It just never yeah, very he warm. actually cares. Yeah. No, he's it's, trying to get him to do something for the camera. Yeah. Yeah. This is like an improv situation. Are you yes anding me right now? <laughs> Play with me. <laughs> uh, so Donna, according to Donna, she usually feels uh, a feminine or childlike presence in this room, but is now feeling overwhelmed by a masculine energy. Um, okay. Uh, and that's I, I, I don't all... know how that, I don't know. I'm trying to think about how that would feel. <laughs> how do you quantify this feeling that you have? Let me, hold on. I'm getting a real spiritual feeling, but uh, give me a second. I need to gender it real quick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the tour guide with Jerry Curls is telling us also about some of his experiences. Um, he says he hears a lot of footsteps, doors opening and closing, though he is a tour guide. And I'm wondering if this is explainable in more mundane ways like perhaps there is just another tour happening when he's hearing these things <laughs> uh, Donna tells us that Matilda the woman who uh, threw herself over the balcony is often seen in the parlor which is divided also divided into two gendered par- parlors apparently depending on how the party is going so oh, that's, th- that's cool. a real thing I've toured a lot of historical houses and I'll tell you this is part of every single one of the tours is when they explain the parlors to you so that was just <laughs> Zach sort of going through the architectural part of the tour okay oh, okay uh the stuff that Travel Channel contractually obligates them to leave in there. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, it's pretty, there's not a lot going on in here. Supposedly Donna has seen Matilda in here. Um, we do get no details about that. She just says that, yeah, I saw her once and that's it. Yeah, that was really weird. Like, that's something you would want to elaborate on, right? <laughs> on a ghost hunting show. And the, the footage is shown of an actor standing on the other side of the window. Like yeah. outside looking in. <laughs> uh, so the next haunted area is the basement where apparently one of the sons of the family practiced surgery as was Soldiers. like a hobby or something. Did you guys notice it's it's not when they show it this time, but at the very beginning of the episode, they do a preview and it, it's the tour guide saying the line. He did procedures and surgeries here and they mm-hmm. flash like several like, you know, cut off limbs and things. But they're also a chicken leg. <laughs> in there yes like the idea is that maybe there was some dr moreau shit (laughs) happening in the basement 
<laughs> yeah, this is where he turned, where he put chicken parts on people. Um, and this is where Zach sort of suggests that any ghosts you might feel in this area are like the victims of malpractice, basically. Like somebody who died on the operating table and is mad about it. Mm-hmm. Still, Maybe he was a bad surgeon. <laughs> Oh, and this is about the time where Donna talks about her experience getting, like, stopped and held and then goes swirling around her. Yeah, she says she's, like, aggressively approached. Yeah, yeah. Sounds pretty spooky. It does. And she also describes for us a shadow person that is known to sit on a couch and you can, like, sometimes feel it sit down next to you Mm -hmm. on the couch. Whoa, weird couch. Then um, we go outside and I thought this was kind of a really strange... Uh, Are you talking about exchange? The, the, yeah, the GAC fan they meet so, out there. <laughs> you know how they like they tr- they'll just like grab people on the streets, and and sometimes people will be like waiting for them, which is probably what we would do. But um, yeah, no shame. Yeah. <laughs> they, so they go outside, and there's this lady standing at the the. the what do you call it? A gate. She's at the gate. She has not been let into the property. Let's just say that. <laughs> I I, want to point out here my favorite aspect. This is the lady who is wearing the St. Patrick's Day hoodie, Yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's a little bit of of fact about Savannah again, is that Savannah goes absolutely hard as fuck on St. Patrick's Day. (laughs) Really? So there is a 0% chance that this woman was not either completely fucked up or on her way to get completely fucked up. Okay. <laughs> so just stop in to film a quick segment with the Ghost Adventures Yeah, no, crew. people people will just get blackout drunk in the streets. Like, it's a it, it's a nightmare. <laughs> is it like New Orleans in that you can have alcohol outside? Yes, because, yeah, oh, because in the historic shit. district you can take, yeah, I mean, oh yeah, I walked around the streets of Savannah with alcoholic slushies like every single day. That's, wow. <laughs> that actually sounds I like I would fun. like to go to a place like this sometime. Yeah. You really should visit. Drinker. Honestly, yeah. as the host of Insanely Haunted, you should visit Savannah. We should. Okay. With the we'll money we don't have. Yeah, we'll get a ticket sometime. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, hey. probably not the right time. Yeah, Lights are right really cheap right, right now. now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this lady. What the ghost tour industry is doing? Ooh. Probably yeah. not, not great, great. like not every great. other tour. I wonder yeah. how Zach is doing. Uh, you know, I bet this has really hit his haunted he, museum pretty hard. He closed yeah. his museum. He's being responsible. Uh, I'm well, amazed. good for him. Turns out that this lady at the gate is the former docent of this house. and she Basically for- haunting it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she worked there for a year and a half, sandwiched in between Donna. So Donna worked here, then Sasha worked here, now Donna works here again. So something happened. Something has happened yeah. in this place. And clearly she's not welcome back inside the gates. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I think this was a an uninvited um, interview. <laughs> yeah, it may have been. It may have been a like, oh, that's Zach Bagans. I'm going to go say hi. Yeah, or she heard about him visiting, and she's like, fuck, I don't work there anymore. <laughs> I would say he's probably completely out of her way. Like, she walked three <laughs> blocks over so she could walk by and yeah. get an interview. <laughs> just just kind of hang out there until she saw him. She got a headache in the basement, and she felt nauseous. She doesn't work there anymore. It's kind of She kind of implies that the reason she doesn't work there anymore is because of ghost stuff. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, excuse me, sorry. <laughs> uh, and then she and Zach high five over the fact that she's a Ghost Adventures fan. <laughs> oh, she like has all these details to mention about the show. Like she said something like, uh, "Welcome back to Savannah, 
since you were here last time at the blah 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 house. Or oh whatever. yeah, yeah. She she was there, I guess. Because this is. The, I figure all the remember? ghost heads know, you know, yeah. which oh, show's yeah. been to which place. Yeah, he's uh, the ghost hunting celebrity. That I bet he is. He's the president of ghost hunting. I bet the Zach Bagans <laughs> is marginally more popular in Savannah, Georgia, than everywhere else on the planet. Probably. Yeah. No, it's seriously. Yeah. Um. So the next location is. Why well, is he still in Las Vegas? I don't know. I guess he just loves it. Yeah. He seems like the kind of guy that's tourist place. He seems like the kind of guy that has like a devotion to his hometown. Yeah. Also, where he's like, I can't leave my hometown. It's my hometown. It's just LA. not his hometown. <laughs> It's like a hometown in my heart. Yeah. The second location of this episode was the Gribble House, and it is now a warehouse of some kind. <laughs> it's not spooky at all. No, nothing. Yeah. Save you the trouble. Nothing happens here. Um, this S- was... Seriously, why is this half of the episode? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, It's more relevant than the third location we visit for mm, 45 seconds. Wait, what was the third location? I'll get there. Don't worry about it. I forgot. So the second location, the Gribble House, is the site of what was called by someone in this episode the most, the darkest murder to ever take place in Savannah. Which? Three white ladies died. (laughs) Uh, and then they arrested 150 black men. Yeah, what the fuck? Although not surprised. And then it was, and then the one of the uh, one of the victims uh, claimed implicated her husband in it. So like literally, was a white all man. of that was for nothing. And we don't know what happened to him. He probably got away. He probably lived to be a hundred years old. You could yep. do murder. It was so easy and to then do murder. What happened to all the black men who got yeah, arrested? That also is not They're elaborated. Probably upon. all dead. I mean, like... That's history, folks. That's a history of the United States for you. Uh, Go figure. Uh, People still do ghost tours here, apparently? Even though it's a warehouse, yeah. I don't know how okay. you justify this. Here's where we can here's what we can put in because nothing happens here. This is uh, <laughs> this is so my mom she worked at um, one of the the tour areas and sh- so she did a lot of the tourist stuff in Savannah so that she could kind of report to people on it mm-hmm. and she did this haunted tour at the Gribble House and she swears to me she she does not believe in ghosts either. But it was the only spot in Savannah where something supernatural actually happened to her. Really? <laughs> Seriously. So what in happened? The, in the creepy brick room that they experiment in oh, and yeah, try to yeah, yeah. that that room. Yeah. She sat in like a chair against a, a brick wall, and they had one of those like they give you like EVP and spirit box stuff when you That's do the tour so there. Funny. And it's the she said it's the only one in Savannah that does that. And she was doing that, and she felt like a hand push down on her shoulder, like someone was like basically using her to stand up what? and like push it down all the way. She was alone, basically in a corner of a room against a brick wall, and she said it was like the freakiest thing. Wow, interesting. So you know what? Something haunted did happen at Gribble House this episode. It just only happened on the podcast Insanely Haunted about the episode. <laughs> Uh, yes, and this is where, you know, now that you say that this is the place where they rent out that stuff, the tour guide they spoke with talked to them about this, about how they bring, like, basically the entire suite of Ghost Adventures tools, the REM pod, the spirit box. Supposedly, they say that black women are more sensitive to the, to the ghost hauntings that happen in this Appa- location. You, apparently, these ghosts are racist, because they also, as oh, yeah, Zach really. really gets into, the, the ghosts do say the N-word. Yeah. Yes, these are go- these are ghosts that say the N-word, according to Willie, who is a, another tour host and the only black person in this episode. Uh, he hates coming in here, says a little prayer to himself every time he does. Has a little talk with the spirits. 
So naturally, they decide they're going to bring him back yeah. uh, at the end of the episode. Put him in a really uncomfortable situation, which at first he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty messed up, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, this is where Zach, we get this great line from Zach. It is likely slaves endured terrible suffering here. <laughs> yeah. Do you think? <laughs> Um, and so, do you remember how I said there was a third location that we went to for 45 seconds? Yeah. It's that trolley lady. Oh, yeah. The lady with the trolley. With the genuinely terrifying security camera footage. Mm-hmm. That I do not know if that is real or, or not. Because she's talking about, she runs the trolley service. And she's talking about how she saw a, a thick black mass emerging from between the trolleys. And we I'm see pretty security- sure that was bullshit. Okay. If it what we see is looks like security camera footage with some kind of extremely dense black miasma sort of moving between the trolleys. Yeah. But I would be equally ready to believe that that was doctored for dramatic effect. Yeah. I yeah, feel like it was not... one of those reenactments. I, I don't know if it was set up as as real. Yeah. So because if it's let's... real, that would be extremely freaky. <laughs> yeah, it would be. What's it, what's this black smoke? But they didn't say this is actual footage or anything like that. Right. So we don't know. And also we spend no time there and do not come back to it during the lockdown. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's just a story that they threw in. Yeah. <coughs> it's a bonus ghost. <laughs> yeah. And in record time, we move into the lockdown. It's already here. Yeah. Which is usually a good news. That means there's a lot of stuff going on. And because we're going to rip the Band-Aid right off, we start off in the Sorrel Weed House and specifically in the area where Molly was found hanged. Can I uh, interject real quick here? Because I'm so proud of this. I just think it's ridiculous how long Zach spends searching for Molly in the Weed House. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) searching for Molly in the Weed House. Oh, God. Yeah, it was was a drugs joke. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So he... He and Aaron, or sorry, yes, no, he and Aaron are alone and are there, and Nick is by himself at Gribble, and they have this, like, Frankenstein camera rigged up. Where <laughs> I think he's, it's taped together with electrical tape. Yeah, it's just two cameras, <laughs> and they're talking about it like they have reinvented the wheel here. <laughs> yeah. It's just one camera on top of the other camera. And you can, you can even see that one of them's, like, wiggling when you when they're showing you the footage of both the cameras, and they're like, we tried to get them as close as possible together, and you see that, like, one is wiggling more, because it's, it's taped together. <laughs> Uh, my favorite thing about this camera, though, is the gear that it comes with, um, because it, it, for some reason, requires Zach to wear a little tiny backpack. Yes, there's a little... Did you notice that? Notice this? No. There's a power cable running from the camera into the backpack. <laughs> he should have one of those little... Remember those... Max, how old are you? Uh, oh, uh, 31. Okay, all right. So we're in the I same to, I literally had to think about it. <laughs> Remember in the like mid nineties, uh, when Spice Girls were a thing, girls yes. had those little teddy bear backpacks uh, yes. that would hang really, really low. Mm-hmm. I just want to see get Zach, Zach one, one of those. those. Yeah, except it's a it's a stuffed like ghost or something. What if it's a teddy bear, but it has like zombie eyes? Oh yeah, that'd be good. Oh, a spooky teddy bear backpack. Yeah. Or we could equip a, a porcelain doll or something to. <laughs> to open up and I don't know. I anyway, love this. <laughs> at the top of the stairs, Zach and Aaron are both feeling a little winded and they get really dizzy. Uh, quote Aaron, like a fun house in here. <laughs> um, I, I mean, 
probably they just climbed the stairs a little too fast. Yep. Um, Nick, meanwhile, is attempting to make contact in the, I guess, the Gribble warehouse. He's um, just in a, in a warehouse parking lot, basically. Yeah, and he gets his SP7 spirit box and his EVP recorder out and gets nothing on either one. So like uh, they do do my favorite thing in Ghost Adventures where they yell at the ghosts and ask how they died. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Yeah. Even though we have heard firsthand accounts about this. Um and but it, and this is where they get their first kind of creepy quiet voice. This is where most of the action happens in this episode. Yes, cuz they hear a little hello. They're back at the at the weed house. The weed yes, house. this is the weed house. They hear a little hello, and Zach and you can hear it. Yeah, we can hear it through our audio, and also Jay, who is like monitoring a boom mic from Nerve Center, can hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Zach sends Aaron out in the alleyway to check if there's a human being out there, which isn't that's smart. I mean, it's and, smart, but like, why didn't you just put cameras outside? Exactly. <laughs> Here's. Here is my favorite thing, though, is, is Zach has a line in there when they do go to check the alley. And he says, because we are very critical investigators, we decide to check the alley. And like, <laughs> just, oh, I love it when they pat themselves on the back a little bit. Yeah, I would like to know how long it took them to get outside. What's the timeline there? Because they're, Aaron is like showing us, panning down the alley to show us that it's a long alleyway. There's but, nothing this way, nothing over there. But then Nobody he, in the car. <laughs> I love that part. What if there was somebody in the car? Yeah. What if there hey. were two people fucking? <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like, what if somebody heard Zach Bagans up here shouting at ghosts and went, hello? Because they thought there was somebody in the alley with them. What if there's someone in the trunk of the car? Hello? Yeah, can you Shit. imagine for a moment being in that alleyway? You're walking home alone at night and you hear somebody yelling out, who murdered you? What are you? <laughs> Where are you? Why aren't you responding? And you just go, hello? And then he begins to yell and like scream, like, why aren't you talking to me? Hello? What? Who is this? And then you hear someone like thundering down the steps to come outside. Yeah. Yeah. She was probably hiding in a dumpster. Yeah. <laughs> or ran away. I do like that you bring up that Zach. Zach is now browbeating the ghosts like a guy on a dating app. It's so funny. Why, why do you just say one word and then leave? <laughs> he literally got ghosted. <laughs> um, and uh, apparently Zach and Aaron are now separated for good, I guess. Um, and Zach is like really hunkering down in this it's, in this. Room. It's really great to see so many wide shots of Zach sitting alone in like a fold-out chair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, saying shit like, this is creepy as fuck. Um, and you do hear uh, footsteps, mm-hmm. which is creepy. And then and Jay for- also hears them. And then he does a take to the camera, which I liked a lot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then Zach gets into a trance. He feels paralyzed. He feels like his thoughts are being controlled by spirit. He says uh, that this sticks with him for several days afterwards, but we don't check in with him. No. Or anything like that. Oh, we also see him do a clap. The clap is so funny. <laughs> He's just sitting there, like, trying to psych himself up, I guess, and he goes, <laughs> so weird. We took some screenshots of that just because yeah. it was great. Um, Zach, yeah, he at one point he urgently asks for Jay to come to come see him, I guess, just so he can see his friend or whatever. But he like forgets that he's called for Jay by the time Jay arrives. And so Jay just kind of confusedly turns around and goes back to nursing. <laughs> <laughs> I always feel really bad for Billy and Jay in like any given episode because they've got they have the worst boss They're on the, the planet. They're the third wheel. Yeah. And so um, 
So Zach just heads back to camp after a while. Um, when Aaron walks into the tent, he feels like a knife has been stabbed in under his. He says it calls he he calls it his under rib. Yes. <laughs> Rather than saying under my rib, but uh, and then he's like he just keeps touching it, and poking it, and like oh yeah, I can feel it hit my kidneys. It's like a, it's like a blade in Even there. Even though the kidneys are much farther down, and um. And, and then he lifts his shirt up and no surprise, there's a red mark because you've been touching your skin. He's been like poking and prodding. It's like, and It's like the shape of a dagger. It's like right there. I love this entire thing because it's it's one of those things where they do this when the camera malfunctions as well. And it's like when something mundane happens, like a guy over 30's body hurts for a second. Um, <laughs> like when something super mundane happens, they get to blame it on a ghost. And I feel yes. like that's, that's got to feel so good that I wish I could do that all the time do you know for what everything, i mean for yeah. all of your yeah. problems yeah yeah i walk into work and i'm like hugh man i'm just uh i'm feeling kind of disoriented i wonder if this place is haunted yeah your boss goes i need you to like start working uh, i just i don't know man i've just got this really spooky feeling right now <laughs> <laughs> oh, i like stepped there's... on my ankle weird a ghost must have tripped me up <laughs> um, um we hear so they they play oh yeah this part they replay some unexplained noises that they heard and the second one definitely sounds like Aaron going ah <laughs> it almost it, it is almost assuredly to me based on my understanding of the situation the noises that we're hearing now is Aaron walking into the tent and going ah <laughs> <laughs> but just filmed from far away so it sounds like a ghost uh, and, we go back to the warehouse with Willie and, and I bet you think something's about to happen they've locked him in the, the scary brick room or whatever okay, this part's so alone. fucked up yeah so Nick is like D- is it okay if I leave you alone in here and Willie's like yeah sure and he's like can I close this door and Willie said I, I don't know about that no and he Nick's, said no yeah, I'm pretty Will, sure he said he no he says no and then Nick's like what if I just close it for a second <laughs> I'm pretty sure it wasn't just a second. And then no. he's like, uh, how long am I going to be in here? And I like to imagine they just locked him in there for, I mean, like an hour, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. because because they talk later about how Willie didn't get any, any, anything. They lock him in there with the spirit box and the Kinect camera. Too. So he must have been in there for quite a while. God. <laughs> These fucking guys are such asses. Um, we're back in uh, the the weed house, and Zach has the, I believe, the voice box. Yeah, out. he's got his own spirit box. So now that now the crew has two spirit boxes at this and point. C- can you help me out here? What is this spirit box? What? Spirit how does this thing work? Spirit box cycles through unused FM radio stations. Um, right. Any any frequency that is not carrying something strongly already, it just cycles through them. So you um, randomly get noises and words. Yes. And, cool. Uh, it is the idea is, and this is the way it is always phrased when someone who believes in this stuff explains it, is that the spirits can quote speak through the white noise. I don't know what that means. I have no idea what it's supposed to mean. Supposedly, it means you hear ghosts. Huh, yeah. Rather than the extremely obvious Occam's Razor solution to this, which is just that you're picking up stuff from radio stations or, you know, hobbyist radios and st- shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they get a lot of stuff on the spirit box while they're up here. So much. They have a lot of fun with it. They really Would- play these clips nine or ten times each. And it takes these these uh, these voices that they pick up. 
not like things that you've actually learned about history to figure out what actually happened in yeah. this situation. Yeah. So because one of the ghosts is heard to straight up implicate uh, Mr. Sorrel in the rape of Molly. Mm-hmm. They uh, hear the word rape. Yeah. And they I also, heard get him. <laughs> Is a line. Yeah, yeah. That was that was one of them. They hear two two lady ghosts apparently having an argument. Get him! I can't. I also, um, we received a female voice that said, "Hang." Yeah. Mm. Yep. Uh, right after they asked, "How did Matilda die?" They hear the word "hanging," and then they're confused because Molly's supposed to be the one who was hanged. And this is where Zach gets the idea that Molly has followed them. Yeah. Molly is like attached to him now and following him around. Yeah. And that's why it's coming through on the spirit box. They also ask one of my favorite questions I've ever heard the Ghost Adventures crew ask. <laughs> what do you miss most about being alive? <laughs> um, yeah. And then somebody, then they hear a voice, not coming from the spirit box. They hear a disembodied voice echo the word basement after they ask something about the basement. Um, the, the question I want to point out is, what will happen to us if we go in the basement? What kind of fucking question is that? What? <laughs> <laughs> what will happen to us if we go in the basement? And then the ghost is like, basement? Yeah, the ghost is like, I, I don't know. You'll, you'll be in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> and this is where, so they abandon that extremely juicy piece of evidence to check back in with Nick and Willie and confirm that nothing, 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 nothing has happened in the uh, Gribble house. It's a dead location. But we're still They're, putting it in the episode. Still putting all of these clips in the episode so nobody asks us where Nick was, I guess. And then the real questions. Zach, Zach and Aaron sweep through the whole house with that IR camera again. They find this purple cloud thing on this the IR mist. camera. Uh, it's like on top of the stairs, on uh, like uh, against the floor. On a landing, kind of. Yeah, landing. And they look in the thermal camera, um, it's there. And then they look at the night vision camera, and, and it's, it's not, not there. there. Whoa. And it's just there for a long period of time. And, and they're trying to figure out, what is it? Is there, there, there's no water damage, right? Mm. But then, of course, the camera turns itself off. And that's just definitive proof. It Obviously, a- this is definitive proof that the camera is malfunctioning. Yeah. But they take this as definitive proof that ghosts are causing the camera to malfunction. Yeah. It's absolutely a memory error. Like, it gives a save error on the screen. You can see it. And it says, no memory card present. Yeah. And then it, it fails to boot. Like, it's it's definitely just a, a an issue with the camera. The, com- the computer on board is having trouble. Yes, um, he got sick. <laughs> the computer got sick. <laughs> the the had... evil mist went into the camera. Actually, you know what? Yeah, I turned around. Uh, and then as Zach is trying to taunt the mist, <laughs> Zach is, is shown standing on the stairs taunting the mist saying, why don't you push me back if you don't want me here? And a tiny bug flies behind his back and they're like, is this the mist? <laughs> And then Aaron smells farts. Yeah, Aaron I know. smells farts. <laughs> Our camera, like, this is what we have for Ghost Adventures. Well, the camera broke and Zach farted. <laughs> and Zach is like, give me the editor right now. I need that footage. So yeah, that's basically it. The ending of this episode, instead of being a, like, poetry reading by Zach the way it usually is, it's just Aaron describing the tummy ache he got. <laughs> And like the sequence of events immediately leading up to it. They don't even do the extremely juicy shit that they sometimes do where they'll it'll be like a couple of days later and Zach will be like, investigating this location ruined my life, but I'm still doing it. My eyes were permanently fucked up. <laughs> I saw too many ghosts and now I have to wear glasses. 
Yeah, it's just Aaron going like, and then I walked into the tent and it hurt real bad right here. <laughs> My so there's a there's a through line there where like both the Cassie and I were like looking at where Aaron is indicating the pain and we're like maybe it's just gas. Yeah. And then when yeah. he smelled sulfur, I was like maybe was Aaron just has gas. <laughs> surprised himself with his own stink and then he's like uh it's t- it's uh do you smell that s- sulfur it's sulfur that i smell right now that means it's a demon and not definitely a fart <laughs> it's like that it literally comes right back to that hugh laurie bit on snl yes. where zach i mean uh, oh my god I'm, I'm doing the thing that you do cassie max did you see that uh yeah where you called him zach yeah, uh, Hugh Laurie went on SNL and he did a sketch where he's a ghost hunter and he keeps farting and <laughs> they keep thinking it's a ghost. No, and he, he doesn't keep farting. He farts once. It's loud. And they and, show it like six times. And they catch it on the thermal camera. So you see this the cloud coming, cloud out, of his coming out of his butt and they think that it's ectoplasm and they need to like replay the, the, the noise multiple times and in multiple like speeds because they're just trying to examine this ghost. And at the end, he's finally just like, fuck, I farted, guys. Like, <laughs> But they're making like this like a huge part of the show. So that's Haunted but Savannah. That, but it really happened. And this is Ghost Adventures. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, so Max, what was your favorite part of this episode of Ghost Adventures? <sighs> um, let me look through my notes here. You know, I didn't come up with a favorite part because I loved all of it so much. Um, I think it's the clap. <laughs> <laughs> I really think it's that just that one moment. The little. Yeah. How about you, Max? Yeah, when Zach Other is Max? all by himself, that that really is it for me because he's having a moment yeah. and he wants us to believe it's very important. I I really like the clap, but uh, <laughs> I also uh, got a kick out of the the unplanned interview with the former docent <laughs> so <laughs> on her way to a St. Patrick's Day who party. wasn't even invited in while she was being interviewed. <laughs> A little high five she gave. How long do you think that uncomfortable conversation went on after the cameras were turned off? That was a 45-minute conversation minimum. <laughs> yes, I agree. I feel like she probably tried to sweet I desperately want it- the footage of Zach trying to end a conversation with somebody. <laughs> do you think it got a little flirtatious? Oh, I'm sure. After she touched that hand, you know. Yeah, never washed it again. Uh, so there is something that we like to do, Max. I don't know if if we've ever done it with you on the episode, but it's something that we like to do every episode that we call uh, Tweet Watch. And it's where we just visit Zach Bagans' Twitter page and check in on, on it. Yeah, I think I've been here to. for this, and I would like to join you. This sounds like a lot of fun. Um, so the first is just a lovely photo that he took. Went for a hike yesterday, and this site meant a lot. While Vegas had a dark shadow over it, the strip still shined bright. Well, that is very that is, pretty. That's kind of a nice photo. Yeah, it has yeah. a rainbow in it. Um, so good job on that. Um, there is part of a conversation here. David Arquette, the David Arquette, replied, uh, oh, so uh, uh, Scott, someone named Scott has asked Zach, do you own any clothes that aren't black? And Zach uh, quote tweets, I have a red clown shirt David Arquette gave me. David says, feel free to spring clean and donate it. To which Zach replies, it's Pogo and no way, it's mine. That's an awkward conversation. Wow, that's... Uh, Zach replying to uh, sh- to a person on Twitter. Zach Bagans, do people pay you to investigate places, or do you seek it out, or is it a little bit of both? Zach quote tweets, "No, they don't pay us." <laughs> <laughs> um, most of them, I would imagine, would pay Zach to leave. <laughs> 
someone named someone one someone whose username is ZachFan22. Cool. Set tweets at Aaron Goodwin. This is one of the scariest places, scariest episodes ever. How it affected all of you physically and mentally. Zach retweeted during this whole investigation. I felt horrible physically. <laughs> Uh, Zach Bacons, how do you deal with the emotional toll of seeing people so upset and tormented like in this episode? Zach quote tweets, by helping them. Bullshit. Bullshit. Megan's <laughs> has never no helped another way. human being. Okay, maybe. Hold on. I, I just searched, you know, Zach Bagans on Twitter just to see what people are saying at him, and I oh. just found somebody all caps need help ASA. Have a negative spirit trying to take my son. Need prayers, oh. direction, communication. Please help. I'm afraid next time it will succeed. <laughs> Holy shit. Whoa. Now, hold on. There's one reply to it, and it's from Sean Aston at the Ghost Loop on Travel Channel. Oh, my God. What? Hold on. Hold on. Does Sean Aston have they swooping a... in trying to take his... Wait. Uh, and he says, be glad and try to help if you want to PM me details of what's going on. Wow. Folks, does Sean... Okay, no, okay, so this, this is, is someone else. Dip, Sean Austin. Okay. Sean Austin. Oh, did I say Aston? Okay. I'm so sorry. Oh, you had me thinking that fucking <laughs> Samwise Gamgee Sam was a ghost Gamgee. hunter. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Rudy pivoted to fucking ghost adventure shit. That would be I hilarious. I wish. Though. So this guy's trying to steal business from the ghost adventures crew. Oh, shit. Good luck. Dang. Good luck. They've been on the air 17 seasons for a reason. Is it hey, really 17? Yeah. Can you believe that? Oh my god. Hey everyone, I know these lockdowns aren't fun, but me and the guys are used to them on Ghost Adventures. Laughing emoji. During tonight's new episode, <laughs> we want to interact with y'all during this time and do a Q&A. <laughs> so Zach oh is uh, getting a little star crazy. Is he comparing his, like, one night, like... Scooby-Doo lock-in haunted house adventures with quarantine? I think he is. Cool. However, he's they are still showing episodes of Ghost Adventures. I wonder how far in advance they film these things. Okay, and now we have hit the things that we saw okay. previously. So that was Tweet Watch. I'm so glad that you all could join us for that. Jeez, that's about it. I mean, what, what else do we ha- what else do we have to say? What else is there to say? Oh, uh, yeah. I hope y'all are hanging in there. Um making the best of the situation we have right now. Yeah. Um, if you're lucky enough to be able to take time off work or work from home, then that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're still working in a place that requires you to be there, then I'm terribly sorry. And I hope you're, um, I hope we can help relax. You put you at ease during your, during your react, your um, recreational time. Uh, I have a recommendation to make. Oh yes. I've been saying this to literally every single person we know. You should, if you have not yet watched, uh, check out BBC's Dracula, which is on Netflix. It's been on for a little bit. Um, it's from the creators of the later seasons of Doctor Who and Sherlock. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It's really good. Um, and uh, Cassie's in love with the main actor. I've come to okay, so. We just finished Castlevania, so I feel like it's pretty okay. perfect to transition oh, right good. into that. Good, good, good. Yeah, I think you might like this. Um, it's, it's fun. It's not a direct uh, translation from the book because that's been done every like with so many other movies. It starts out as one, but it goes into a very different and very interesting place. It's 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 heavily based on the book. It's just they do their own thing with it, and I think it's really creative and interesting. Um, and if you watched the 1992 Dracula starring Gary Oldman and thought this is silly, then I think this is going to do it for you. <laughs> it's less silly. Because Gary Oldman Dracula is like... Overacting. He's overacting. Sorry, Gary he's Oldman. kind of a... Um, he's like a romantic man who's in who's got this, this centuries-old love story going on. 
And this this one, he doesn't love at all. No, he is a, he is played as a serial killer, <laughs> yeah. basically with Whoa. humor. <laughs> yeah, he's I, charming. It's a really he's good like Dracula. Ted Bundy, really. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's what it would really be like, you know, if Dracula was real. So. Yeah. He's like a and he's like also does experiments and things like that. He's just is like this it's believable that a person who became immortal and also already had loose morals would Are you would saying like he his... he might have like given someone a chicken leg or <laughs> <laughs> Well, and also another cool thing about it is it's the uh, Dracula and Van Helsing are the main characters in this, whereas in other yeah, movies, Dracula is tr- like the side villain. They didn't try to make it about Jonathan Harker, which is great. Oh, or Mina, or is in it yeah, or Lucy. I mean, all those characters are in it in different ways, in unique ways. But the main characters are Dracula and Van Helsing, and Van Helsing is played by a badass uh, woman. Her character is awesome. Oh, sweet! She, she plays an atheist nun. That's fun. Yeah. It, she does this. I've been saying this to all our friends. She does this Dutch accent for it's the character. Great. She's so much better at it than Anthony Hopkins in the 1992 oh, film. Everyone's accents were terrible in that yeah, one. Why was the accent work so bad in I that think, movie? I mean, no offense to the actors who got chosen, but I think just, they none just of them were really cast right really it. poorly. Yeah, it's a poor. It's not a very well cast movie. It was kind of like let's get all these big names. They'll do it. They'll be fine. They can figure it out. They're pros. Yeah. They're a big name. Of course they can do that accent. <sighs> Let's just throw in some really cool practical effects and we'll call it good. We'll win a couple Oscars, you know? Mm-hmm. Like Gary Oldman's in name it. Right up there. Gary yeah. Oldman's in it. He was Batman. Wait, he wasn't Batman. He was not Batman. <laughs> can you Actually, imagine, though? I would love that, though. <laughs> Ooh, would that be a twist? Hey, check this out. You can have this one for free DC Comics Movies Producer Studios. <laughs> Batman Beyond, the film starring Gary Oldman as old Batman. I actually, I'm thinking uh-huh. about it. I would love to see Batman and Dracula do something together. <laughs> It'd be perfect. Just if you could get them in the same movie in, in some capacity. Two old creeps who hang out in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't. Also, also, there's other stuff. There's other cool stuff you can uh, do right now online. Mm-hmm. A lot of places are are giving out free content. We just watched a free digital video tour of the Winchester Mystery Ooh, House. Yeah. It was very <sighs> neat. And getting an actual tour of the place made it extremely clear how not ghost involved it is. Yeah. It just made it seem like, oh, there's this eccentric old rich lady. Who is into spirituality. Yeah. And she's probably really lonely. And that was, you got that from the official. Yeah. It, yeah. You go to the winchestermysteryhouse.com slash... I, I, I don't know the actual URL, but if you go to the Winchester Mystery House's website, it's mm-hmm. right there. Um, if you have the means, and you probably don't because we're all in the same boat, but try and support, uh, I don't know, other people. Uh, support each other. Support That's really each other. Good, if, you have a, um, if you have a chapter of the national organization Food Not Bombs in your community, then they're a really good organization to support. Ours hosts a free meal every Sunday um, and does lots of food recovery. They've switched to a takeout and delivery model for their free meal. Also keep in mind that um, homeless shelters and also shelters for... Um, children and women. Um, oh yeah, are they're going to be very needy of, right now. Uh, like toiletry supplies because everyone is going nuts and hoarding it all. Uh, so if you have any extra rolls of toilet paper, um, and you it's know, never really been a better time to donate that stuff. Yeah, because they're absolutely some of the most vulnerable people. So and uh, support your friends. Hey, stay close with people. Reach out. I mean, a lot of people not are, in person though. You know, inside. But... Yeah, not in person. <laughs> Set up a chat room. Get yeah, those group could... texts rolling. 
Yeah. And go check and make sure everybody's doing okay. Yeah. And we got to come book? together and read a book. This is a Let's great see. time to read a book. Are you reading any books right now? Uh, I am. I'm reading N.K. Jemison's um, uh, Stone Sky series. I don't actually know the uh, uh, name one, but it's it's really great, uh, like fantasy kind of sci-fi ish series that I really highly recommend. Okay. Uh, One cool. the Hugo Award for you know each instance of it. So damn okay. Yeah, I know. It's Rachel has been bugging me to read it for a while now. Finally picked it up, and she was right. Nice. Max, what are you reading? I am in the second book of the Southern Reach trilogy by Jeff Vandermeer. Oh, me too, um, actually. F- oh, seriously? I, I finished the first one a couple months ago. Dude, that first book is really good. It's called it the is. first book. Annihilation. Is called Annihilation. There was a movie based on it in 2018. Um, supposedly the film is quite different, but the first book is truly excellent gripping absolute page turner it's like very it feels really short too i mean it's like 200 something pages but it goes by i could you can read it it flies and uh, the Um, movie is pretty trippy even if it is different from the book i have heard this series compared to like what if uh scp foundation had a novel series yes exactly it's really well it also the second one has some very like david lynchian kind of vibes to it um in that Everything is just super weird. Like it's it's a lot of conversations between people that are extremely off kilter and extremely uncomfortable in ways that you can't help but feel are meaningful in some way, but it's not clear how. So it's a cool little. Um, it's just a fun read. The second one, it's extremely different. Whereas the first one is like kind of a travel log through this bizarre Eldritch. and mysterious zone. The second one is about the the bureaucracy that 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 runs the place, basically. Sweet. I've been wow. reading, uh, well, I'm the, I'm the type of reader where I go through moods and I have several books at my bedside. So I'm, Same. yeah, I was reading The Turn of the Screw for a little bit and I'm, I'm more than halfway through, but I took a break. Um, I started reading this book that Max got me, um, called Dr. Mooter's Marvels and it's about, uh, Dr. Mooter, uh, if you've heard of the Mooter Museum in Philadelphia. Um, it's really cool. He was a surgeon uh, in the 1800s, and he was really passionate about what he did, and passionate about surgery, and passionate about teaching. Um, and it's a really good book. And if you go to the that Moon Museum, rad. you'll see yeah. all kinds of really cool stuff. Yeah, he Ooh. liked to collect samples uh, for students to study, and they're now all in his museum in Philadelphia. Unfortunately, I never got to go to the museum, but maybe someday. And then um, just recently, um, because I'm a little obsessed, I started reading Bram Stoker's Dracula. Um, I started reading it in ninth grade, but I had to stop because I got a little too obsessed with it. (laughs) Oh my. Yeah, I have a history of compulsive disorder. Too too far down the Dracula hole. I was not in a great uh, (laughs) mental state of mind at that time, and it did not help that I was reading about a a monster that... um, takes your power away from you so yeah no i can see that that's probably not a great pairing (laughs) no it isn't at all uh so and then we started reading it a little bit ago but then stopped i just have never actually finished it so i'm i already got to page 100 within two days so i think i'm on a good roll nice 
but I'm excited. This is my challenge to actually finish the book. And I'm actually enjoying it way more than I did in ninth grade. That's great. Yeah. Personally, I can't get down with the travelogue style. It's not my favorite thing in the world. Yeah. But maybe that's, I don't know. I have a lot of weird proclivities. Like I don't like reading books that are in first person. I don't Mm -hmm. like reading books. This is something that bothers me and that I have no explanation for. I do not like reading a book that is written in present tense. For some reason, that to me is like so weird. Really? I I never noticed. But uh, that's, that was what stopped me when I was, I started reading The Hunger Games because I wanted to see what it was all about. But it's all first person present tense. And it was very Oof. weird. It was distracting for me. It was the two things I don't like together. I, at the I will same say time. that the N.K. Jemisin series I'm reading has a character or like a through line in it that's told in second person. Oh, and it's shit, that's really cool. neat. Hmm. So that's all like you narration? Yeah, it's it's you are doing this. So oh. so the reader is like in this in in the seat of that. Yes, it that is character. defining the reader as this character. It's really interesting how it's it does neat. it. Huh. It's it, really it neat. NK Jemison has an extremely strong narrative style. I would really recommend if you just want something different picking up that one. I think the libraries around here are still open, so I'm going to check that out. Cool. Well, uh, anything you'd like to say before we wrap up, Max? No, I just I always appreciate coming and talking about ghosts and Zach and all of this ne- all of this you know entire big mess. And I always have a blast. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for being on. It's great having you again. Um, we don't. You know what I usually say. So national parks are free right now. Um, it's maybe not. But a great I idea. would recommend instead of doing that, donate to the National Park Foundation if if you'd like to support the national parks just for your own health and safety um and then you know just plan on visiting them when they reopen um same you know with everything else that we love and support yeah and you can support us by uh, visiting our patreon patreon.com slash insanely haunted we totally understand that now of all times is a time when people are thinking about their finances so if you are a patron or thinking about becoming a patron but you're being hit right hit hard right now you have no obligation to us yeah the fact that you're here listening to us is payment enough we would do this um and indeed we did do this for a long time for free yeah. <laughs> um so it's it's absolutely no worries if you're a patron and you need to cancel your subscription then go with god that we will not bear any ill will against you and if you were going to become a patron but you can't anymore that's totally we feel that very hard yeah um the, the only way that you know that we care about you supporting us is being here and listening and if you tell friends about it about this podcast that you like that's above and beyond and it's wonderful and we're so happy that you do that for us um and if while you're at it if you're looking for more podcasts you can go to scavengersnetwork.com find some really cool shows on there like myth takes i just participated in a live stream of myth takes last night that's on the scavengers network twitch channel um the scavengers network is doing a lot of twitch streaming this week so if you're feeling bored check out that account and there's something to do something to watch also, I highly recommend, um, if you don't have it already, you should buy, purchase um, Jackbox. Oh, Jackbox is a great way to spend time with friends in these times. Remotely. Yeah. Uh, it's like a board game you play with your cell phone. and It's, it's a just ton of really fun. Silly. It's so much fun. You can do it online. There's a lot of uh, we playthroughs. We were laughing our on, asses off last we night. We were, yeah. There's playthroughs uh, on Polygon.com. Polygon's got incredible ones. Yeah, they'll play Quibbage yeah. uh, and TK. Did they do TKO? I think they may have done these. These are all all different games in this game. Yeah, it's like a it's game that has lots of games. Super fun. And there's different editions too. Yeah. That's about it, right? Yeah. I think so. Okay. Well, you know, thanks again for listening. We're always so happy that you're here. We hope that you keep yourself safe uh, in this coming week. And I think we'll probably see you again next week, right? Yeah. As far as we know. Yeah.
All right. Well, as we always say at the end of every episode, my name is Max. I'm Cassie. And I'm the other Max. And you just heard... A A Class A EVP. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. W-I-D-K. Do you wish listening to the radio sucked even more? Join Fish Stick. It stops you from pooping, but it has its own good chemicals that fight the bad chemicals in you, and that's why yogurt's good for you. Lulu. I don't like shellfish to eat. Feels wrong, like you're just prying open someone's house and you're like... The Professor. If you really think about it, a hot dog is just a soft-shell bologna taco. And mulch. I don't want a body like John Cena because that just seems like a lot of extra spaces to have to clean. This is I Don't Know Radio. Search WIDK in your podcast app.